Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. On YouTube. On podcast. On live. This is Rebel Yell from the WFCSN. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast, supported by MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical. After 391 games, 204 wins and 791 goals, Adam Hinchwood has departed Woodside Road for the last time as gaffer. Welcome to episode 7 of the Rebel Yell Podcast, an episode that we didn't think would really have this theme for a little while. Um, Pete's back. Hello, Pete. <laughs> Evening. You probably heard him on commentary lately. He's back for the podcast. Yako's here. Hello. Hello. Special guest Dean Fry from the Away Boys. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah. Good to have you back on. When was the last time we had you back on? When we got promoted, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so, well, unfortunately, it could be in better circumstance. Spencer's ill, by the way, tonight. He's he bless him. He came down, didn't he? In the pouring rain, and has gone back home because he's not feeling unwell. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think he's just too upset about Hinch leaving. But I guess let's get out of the way, guys. Hinch is gone. Thoughts initially. Hints. It was going to happen, I think, one day. Um, you know, it, it happened. I think well, we're in a good position as a club. But, you know, good luck to him, you know, and, and I'll be thinking about it. If you get a better job offer, you go as well. And he goes up a league, you know, potentially, you know, um, we can't, you can't stop him. Um, you know, good luck. I mean, we'll talk about York and the move to York in a bit, but initial thoughts, Dean, what was your, like, what did you think when you, because we saw the rumours started, what was it, Tuesday, uh, Monday night, yeah, on some chat groups and on forums and stuff, there were, because the odds just went plummeted, yeah. I think it was 8-1, 12-1, yeah, it was crazy, I mean, bookies are never going to be that wrong, are they? So when you start seeing movement like that, I'm going to see a bookie on the bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, but, yeah, um, so we've had it before, haven't we? We have had him linked before. Yeah, it's been jobs. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the time, which is probably the hardest thing to take. What was it? Twelve? It's twelve left. Yeah. And so close, sitting third in the table. 
big game Monday against Chelmsford, which could turn the table on that. And for it to happen now is just that's that's just a strange one because you're thinking to yourself, he could get he could get um, another accolade on his CV, but obviously the situations happen and he's taken the gamble. Yeah, so you can't blame him as as it's been said. There's um, but you could always just funny what you said. We could have the new manager effect as well. After yeah. two defeats, suddenly yeah, we've got a new team, and then, then you know, who knows? I mean, you, you've got a manager who's been doing it a certain way for a long time. Mm. Um, we've brought Aaron's obviously coming in, so that could mean he's going to implement some slightly different ideas. Now, who's to say that the players don't take that and run with it, and it improves us? Mm. It's it's, it's yeah, yeah. Pete, what did you think when you first? Obviously, you didn't want to think. You went to bed, I think, and turned all your social media off and your phone off because you were going to cry yourself to sleep. I think, weren't you? I think you literally did say in the sleep. chat, didn't you? So, yeah. right, I'm not listening to this anymore till it gets confirmed. So, no, what, exactly, what did you think forward. when you first saw like these rumours? Because you know, shock, shock, shock. I think, um, like, like it's been said, you know, not many games left in the season. Strange time. Obviously, York are in trouble towards the bottom of that table it's so tight that table anything could happen in the, in the National League mm. so you're looking at it and you're looking at positions of the two teams and you're like is it the best move but obviously you know York is a, is a big club you know mm. former football league club big stadium big fan base so you know and obviously it's always you know any manager wants to progress his career so yeah he's got a job he's got you know, he's, he's got a lot of work to do in the next eleven weeks to get oh, his ideas yeah. out, to get his ideas over and get the team playing the way he wants them to play. I've watched a couple of their highlight games recently, and it's a to- totally different. Not re- well, last few days, um, but it's totally. What have you been playing? Have you got to know some inside and out? Did Pete put some bets on, and he knew it was coming. That's why he went offline. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit unusual situation as well, isn't it? Because. Inch has been before how many years and suddenly well, we lose a manager. We're not used to this. Six, six this time, isn't it? I think six this run. Was it about six? Yes. Nine, nine, nine in total. But I mean, I, I, I remember last time we went, so. <laughs> well, I was going to talk, I was going to talk to you about that, Dean. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to that because it'd be interesting to hear what the difference is this time to last whole season yeah. achieved a lot more in that time. I mean, I think the thing is, is what surprised me is that, um, you know, Eastleigh came up not that long ago and you think, okay, they're another sort of, club that like sacking their managers left right and centre a bit like York at the moment yeah. I would have thought yeah still a big club so yeah York are bigger um, maybe in the past obviously being a football league club they've got a lovely new stadium up there if you look at the NNER whether it's a bit of a tongue fool that is my, yeah, yeah. you thought the crucial environmental was tongue fool LNER but um, I would have thought maybe and maybe he was because he did allude to it in Hayden's exit interview that yeah. um, he had had approaches this season. Was Eastley one well, of those that was approached? I think Crawley approached him at one point. Was that, yeah, well, I heard I of think, him. I think Crawley was one as well, him, which was a League Two side, you know, but then Crawley haven't got the facilities that York have got. So mm. No, if you start cool. looking at that, it's. Don't um, Crawley train at Horsham or something, I, I think. think so, yeah. yeah, there's something like yeah. that. Yeah. Which is quite ironic that they're a Iceman Premier side training night ground. But, um, I mean, yeah, obviously we wish Hinch well, but 
I was just, I think as you said, it was the timing of it. You know, as you say, he said to us in our end of season pod at the end of last year that he wanted to get one better this year. He wanted to avoid the eliminators, second or third, home advantage, which we were odds on forgetting at the moment. Eliminators, we're not playing American football, mate. <laughs> they're called the eliminators. You know, they're called the eliminators. No, playoff no. eliminator. Playoff eliminator. <laughs> playoff eliminator, Pete. But, um, but yeah, they're, um, he wanted one better and he was in he was right in pole position to get that second yeah. or third place and I just would have thought like I've said it quite a few times to us on chats and stuff I really thought that he was going to see what happens this season see where we get to at the end of the year and if we didn't get that promotion then I probably would have thought he would have gone in the summer you know to another club would have snapped out seen what he can do or he's left off his own accord but, but maybe this was the chance the once of a lifetime chance and if he doesn't take it will he regret it but is it once in a lifetime he's definitely could I reckon he, he's I mean, only, how old is he? 40, like, yeah, like 40, 40, yeah, 40, yeah. So, I mean, as a manager, that's young. He's got a lot of years, so. But it's progression at an early stage, I suppose, in, in his eyes. So, I mean, when you look at the players that he's helped go up the ladder, the players who come in here, the Rickies, yeah. and he deserves it as well. So, the, the tough thing, like we said, is the timing, but... No one can grudge him because he's going to be. I think he's going to be around a long time in football management. But but, but timing is always going to be an issue. Is it? What if what if we go up and then he leaves? You say, well, he leaves us. You know, the timing. It's whatever time he goes is always going to be disappointing. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. It's just I think it's the case of it's the running and it. That, that's the thing. So if he'd gone at the end of the season, if we'd gone up and then another club comes in and then everyone'd be like. There you go. Go go and do what you've got to go and do. I think people do think that now. But as I say, I think it's... I don't think anyone begrudges it. No, no not at all. You know what I mean? No, it, not at all. It, it, let's face it, as a person, as a manager, everything, he's, he, he's first class on everything. Mm. But it's just... Um, it just goes back down to the fact that how many games we've got left and getting over that line, so... I think as we, you could also say sitting here in Woodside Bar recording, we feel a bit melancholy because yeah. we've had so many happy times in here with him yeah. having pints, drinking out the Eastman League trophy, got the Sussex Senior Club trophy, the parties after we won promotion, the parties when we lifted the title. And, you know, you kind of think it's a bit like non-league anyway. You know, as a supporter of a non-league club, you're always going to be sad because players are left. We've seen, obviously, fan favourite Jasper leaving, Ricky leaving, coming back, leaving again. You know, all these players that you grow to love week in, week out. You know, the amount of chance that you've done as part of the away boys, you're going to have to rewrite them if you've been busy the last few days, uh, I'm probably yeah, saying. I literally, um, <laughs> I think when it was announced, there was straight on the chat. And, yeah, there's been, there's been some reworkings and some new bits yeah. coming out. So, yeah. But... Um, it's just, it's just the foreign agreement that it's just backing Aaron all the way now. Oh, it's got to be done, so yeah. So nothing changes. We carry on doing what we've always done. Mm. As, as I suppose as a club, as supporters, as everything, it, there's no need for nothing to change. Not so. at all. So, I mean, we think about that, you know, do we think that in the interim that was the right appointment? Like Aaron, bearing in mind he's not married, we love him as club captain and club legend. Bearing in mind he's not, he's coached, but he's never managed before. Obviously everyone's got to start somewhere. He's been given a big job. Like, you know, it's not a relegation battle. It's, it's trying to, it's, yeah, a massive opportunity well, to cement himself. Imagine, I mean, if he, if he pulls it off, he comes in, gets to the playoffs and somehow, somehow wins them, then Wow. <laughs> what a way to kickstart your managerial Give up gorging Yeah, what a way to kickstart your managerial career. There's there's no doubt in it. Um, but I think, I don't think there's that much pressure. I mean, the fans aren't going to put a load of pressure on him. No. 
Which not at all, not at all. Because he's so well respected at the club from the fan base and everything. Um, you know he's going to give it 100% and do what do what he thinks is best. So... I, I think the whole team is, is the, the three together because... I believe they all know each other somehow because I think Aaron was at Southampton when Dean Hammond was there. Buddy was with Dean Hammond at Brighton and obviously Buddy was here with Aaron. Yeah. So they all know each other. So I think it's a great little team. And I think, you know, Buddy's role probably be the talking to the referees and the officials and getting the, the red cards. And, and I think also, obviously, Aaron's coach with Adam over a long period of time there so mm. he knows Adam's style of play knows the system do you think that's play. the style of play Aaron will play with I mean it's obviously hard to show until we actually it, see the first game if it ain't broke don't fix it <laughs> yeah I, I, I think, yeah I think he's going to stick to I think that's part of the plan mm. to bring him in and, and carry on doing this is how the players have been playing this is how they how they've been doing it um, whether it like I said at the start he might implement something that he's been thinking about do you know what yeah. I mean he, he Defending. <laughs> <laughs> he wants he wants to clean up that away yeah, uh, that away uh, goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's um, that's been a big disappointment. Isn't mm. it? How many? How many conceded? Goals for is amazing. Goals against <laughs> not not quite so good. But um, and say so he's coming, he's going to do. He's gonna, I think he's going to carry on doing what um, Hinch was doing. Mm. But then. As I say, it's a different person, so he's going to have different ideas. He might have, might have ways of tweaking mm. it. And for we know, that could be the difference. So. And I think having Buddy back as well as a part of the coaching team, I mean, I think we've all can say we've noticed his loss since he's left the club in terms of like, you know, he although he didn't play much sort of last season, he was that locker room, locker, it's talking American, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's changing room leader, as you put it in my head, changing room leader and like, you know, having the players know him, the club knows him, it's he's that kind of, he, yeah. He, he picks it up, doesn't he? he mm. And he's a bit of a joker, he likes to yeah. laugh and he'll get him up for it. Mm. So He's just got so much, so much passion for the game yeah but you'll see him running to get he'll be oh he'll be firing he'll be sent off he'll be sent off wasn't he sent off in his last game for Burgess Hill the other day as well someone said I think (laughs) (laughs) goodbye Burgess Hill I've read card now he's that will that be carried on is he setting in the stands for the next one um but the well, ir- don't, don't forget about Dean Hammond. No, well, I was going to say the irony what? is he signed he signed for us in the pandemic, never played, did a marathon with uh, Hinch and uh, Cam, yeah. and now has come back in his first capacity at Worthing as oh. one of the coaches. Never lost a game. <laughs> never yeah, lost a game. Our, but, you know, he's got over 500 games experience. You know, he was he was part of the Leicester team that won the Premier League. Yeah. You know, come on, bit of that experience, especially for the younger players we've got. You know, I think it's great to have something like that. And obviously, he's been around many clubs and worked with many managers and coaches. So he can bring things yeah. to the team what we've never maybe seen. Mm. Yeah, I think he's been working with the under-18s yeah. this season, hasn't he? Well, Dean has. Oh, yeah. see, he, has, he actually has been around. So that's where that's come from. I mean, I do think, as you say, that's a good thing to have. You know, someone that's like, you know, he's win, he's a winner. He's won yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. things. Name, name me one other non cleat League club near us, well, we got that experience. Very true, very true. But I mean, it leads us to go on and think, right? Say they do, as I said, you know, Aaron wins the uh, playoffs or gets automatically promoted in his first season as manager, interim manager. Where does that leave us in the summer? You know, where does that leave us? Because would those guys want to be, you know, managing full time? If if Aaron and the team win promotion this season, does 
you've, you've got to give them the job. Well, you've got to <laughs> offer it to him as, at least. As far as does, I'm does, concerned. Does he want it on a permanent level? That's what I think. Yeah. It's hard to say. Would he? He's obviously going to keep his cars close to his chest, but he's just started his own business. You know, yeah, he's, but he's still teaching as well, isn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah, obviously it'll, 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 it'll be a change for him and obviously you have to take over Adam's responsibilities with the academy etc etc and it's a full-time job it's not a badly paid job um so you know it, it, it'd be tempted and like i'm saying the whole thing with it with disappointments is the stability it puts within the club because everyone's familiar with it and if we can keep that bit stability seeing how the rest of the season goes into next season i think that's only mm. a good thing for the club I mean, I, I personally think that the club obviously got a lot of faith in him mm. to give him this opportunity. You know, he could quite easily, there's probably managers out there, probably managers higher up out of the job at the moment, who could easily, the club could have phoned up, we've got this many games left, we could make the playoffs, do you want to come and get some glory? And you could probably could have pulled someone like that. You think of a former Eastbourne Borough and Welling manager, would None you? Like? <laughs> Maybe Gary Johnson? But I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say well. higher. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I think that that just goes to show because there would have been people who would have come in mm. and, and had a go just to get that on the try and get that on their TV. Well, you know, for a fact, probably now Barry, the club, Nathan are probably getting emails, CVs, phone calls being sent to them. Yeah. I would like to manage. It's a big job. Everyone's yeah. going to want it. Yeah, uh, that work? So, <laughs> and, and I, th I think it's only a job, but I think. The team, but also I think the where the whole club is. You know, I think as a club, we're very well run. You know, we're sustainable. When I saw, I saw some figures, this uh, tier seven club lost four hundred thousand pound last season. You know, that's a lot of money, and I think we're better run. I think that's something that could attract a manager as well. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see how the club go forward. With what you say about the whole academy, will uh, if they will, will that have to be a new role in itself? Because obviously, Hinch, if you noticed in his interview or York interview or it was one of the interviews maybe Hayden's where he actually said that he wanted to focus on first team because he, although he enjoys coaching the youth it was a lot of work and he wants to focus as a manager uh, I'd be interested to see yeah but that was part of the manager's job here yeah, was, was doing yeah. the, the under 18s and I think that's a good thing because mm. having that hands on hands on role with the under 18s if Adam hadn't have done that would we have brought as many players through yeah. as, as we have done so I think that's an integral part of the club and the full-time position as a manager here yeah I mean I personally think he's going to he will miss part of that side of it yeah at, at York but you know full well that Hinch will be sitting in stands watching the youth yeah. at, at, because he's that dedicated to yeah. it. So, but um, so this much in yeah, this yeah. Right? I mean, but having that hands-on where you can actually control what's happening with why they're playing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I think that that side of it he'll probably miss a bit. But like like you said, he wants to concentrate on the first team. Yeah, and that, that's a great opportunity that he's found himself in now, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, again, we do wish him the best of luck. It's going to be really weird. I mean, I think we've got two away games coming up, but I think the weirdest one will be the home game when you first see, like, you know, he's not going to be here for the home game. You know, you don't see Tracy and the kids around the pitch, little um, juniors running around on the pitch playing football after the game. And, you know, it's it's going to take a lot of getting used to. Um, but I'm sure the board have it in hand. I mean, we'll speak to Barry later on in the podcast um, to see where the club go forward from this. But, you know, I think... Aaron's got a good chance of possibly getting the job permanently if he wants it, I guess, and it's probably a little putting himself in the shop window. So I think we're talking about promotion. I think if we get a playoffs, I think that's that's oh, an yeah. achievement already. And it doesn't matter if we finish second, third, or in the, up down to seventh. As long as we get in the playoffs this season, we've got a chance again. Oh. And I th 
you I'm know. Gonna be all, I'm gonna be honest. I was talking to a player earlier on, and he said we will make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> he goes, we will make the playoffs. I, I think it would be. I think we'll. I think we'll even. Or what's it? Should I call it the semi-finals or the eliminators? Peter? <laughs> I think we'll avoid that. I think we'll get. I think we'll get to the semi straight away. I would thought. Like I think we'll be second or third the way we're playing. We've had a blip. It's um, it's kind of a shame we didn't have that last sort of celebratory sort of moment with Hinch. Obviously, a disappointing match on Saturday, um, where I don't think uh, Braintree were the best team, but they got their goal through a mistake and sort of sat back and defended. See, they were organised. They were organised. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they played the game very well. They pressed yeah. us very high. They stopped us playing, and they did a job on us. Yeah, I, I think they watched Welling. I think they had some of that Welling game watching what they done. And they come here and try to implement exactly the same thing, and it, twice it worked against us. Mm. But to, in perspective, having someone like Dean Hammond on the bench could help with that sort of situation because he's got other views on the way, on maybe a different way of changing mm. it. If it isn't working and a team turns up and they're pressing, they're pressing it's that high mm. or that deep, and we can't um, do anything with the ball, maybe he just have an idea. And between them. I think it could it could be quite exciting to be fair. I don't see why why we can't just keep no hundred percent. I think it, I think as you say, a new manager effect for us. I think it could happen this weekend. It's uh, got a good opportunity, a good chance to do so. Um, I think we also got to touch on the fact Gary Elphick left, who's obviously come back to the club, and you know, it was a welcome return to the club. There, there were sometimes things saying, you know, he's brought in to improve the defence. Has defence really massively improved this season? I don't know. It's very sort of. I mean, I think it's been a little bit more organised at the back at times. Um, don't, don't forget though. At the beginning of the season, we didn't league that many, and then we had Aaron going out, and we had people playing out yeah. of positions. You know what doesn't help either. And if you got four players at the back from day one, and we played the whole season, yeah, it will make a massive difference. Mm. I actually mm. say back five, mm. including the goalie. You know, I think that makes you know. Uh, that, that make a massive difference, and yeah. lo- you know, losing Aaron as a defender, I think that was a massive yeah, loss. That, that is massive because it, it was di- different level. To be honest with you, he, when when he, even when he comes to the club, he, <laughs> yeah. probably, he could have been a lot higher than being here. Yeah. So. But once again, to me, that just shows that even I'll, even when you come back from that injury and. He didn't have to stay here. No. And he chose to, and he mm. brought into what this club was about. And now he's getting a chance <laughs> to manage it. So yeah. it's uh, you. You've. To me, that's the right man to I give th- a chance to. I think it's weird because it was just last month's podcast. So he had him on and we're like, oh, so what do you see next? Does he sell coming a coach here? No, not for a while, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bit of irony right there. Maybe he knew something we didn't. Um, just talking about um, the first time, Dean, obviously us three, you know, we weren't around the club. I wasn't in the area then. And, you know, um, you were here when he left and came back before. Yeah. Obviously, there's huge differences with this time, but what did it feel like the first time he left? Like, were you as gutted as you are now, or was it kind of... Do you know what? It, it was... George had just come in and taken over the club, and it was that real big hope at the time, because it was only like a few weeks before we were standing on the terrace thinking, are we going to have a club next week? It was it was sort of like that. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, George come in, and then, I mean... We went to the end of season do, which was in the front clubhouse, and there's Adam and George sitting there talking, and you're thinking, "This is exciting." Was um Adam here before George came in? I can't remember. Was yes. it? Yeah, so he yeah, was here before yeah. George came so, in. Yeah. Um, they, they were sitting there talking, and all the fans were there, and it was a really exciting time. And then obviously Bright, Brighton come in mm. before 
for Hinch. And once again, it was another opportunity he couldn't turn down. He had to... Full-time job, yeah. yeah. he had to go and do it. So, um, the beauty of that time was he'd laid such good foundations within within the team, the squad. Um, Your Brandon O'Neill's... Corey Heaths and and Omar and players like that. So when when he left, obviously it was probably just as gutting then to be fair. Really? Because you could see what he was what he was about. We we knew that it was going to be exciting, then the club had been saved, the finances had been sorted, and all of a sudden things are looking up and then it comes up on Twitter or, or rumours come through, oh Adam's gone to Brighton. And it's like so you're up here, right up the top, and then all of a sudden it's like bang, and you and you're back down again. Um, was the rumor mill was rumor as horrific as it was this time, or no? Because no, obviously social media and it, stuff probably wasn't. I as... think it was probably. It's probably. I mean, we've had a, we had a slight warning this time, didn't we? Yeah. From the, from the Monday, where last time, I think it was just like there wouldn't be bookies odds and then no, going to Brighton as academy manager. So yeah. It just happened, and yeah, so. I wouldn't say it's, it was any easier the first time than it's the second time, to be honest. Did you up. always think he would come back? Or did you not even think you'd ever see him again? No, I thought he was... Um, I thought there was always a possibility. Yeah. Always a possibility he could come back. I still think even, even now. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, third time lucky. May, may, maybe, maybe it's just a bit of hope. But you know what? If it, if it doesn't work yeah. out... You'll be back in, in the summer when you'll get relegated and we go up. Well, oh, yeah. here he goes. He's already <laughs> putting a knife in the back you, and twisting you know it yeah, into his back. A, a yeah, few people said that. What happens if come the end of the season <laughs> and he gets made into a scapegoat or something like that? And we've only got and we've got an interim manager having to appoint someone properly. But no, then you've got it, to think from, there, you've though, got to think from a board level, like in the nicest possible way, like do do they want to go back so soon? Because they'll obviously, in some sort of ways, the board will feel let down, like naturally, because yeah. he's gone, they still think they've got a challenge here and everything like that. And, you know, would would they get really disappointed in that respect? You know, would they want to jump back in into bed so soon if you in, in some it's roundabout all, reason? All, it all depends on circumstance, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it, it just all depends. Mm. You know, that, let's say, I have to hope that he does a good job, he doesn't get relegated. Yeah. But, you know, you never know, do you? I guess we could probably say that I personally, deep down, I think, and it's nothing against him to love him to pieces, but if it all did go Pete Tonkrim in York and he was out of a job in the summer and we still didn't have a manager full time, personally, as much as I love him, I don't know if I'd want to see him back so soon. I could see him down the line. I might be, I might be on my own in that thought, but obviously that's the thing. Would you guys, Dean? Would you take him back just like that? You know, you think, is he going to happen again down the line? Is it if we, is his nose going to get turned and we're going to then find ourselves in the same situation? You know, nothing against the man because we, we no, all love no, him, no. but I, we've got to talk honestly about a football manager here who's now an ex-Worthing football manager. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I it's so difficult. It's such you know a tough I mean? question, isn't it's, it? It's, it's, that's probably the toughest question of all. I mean. There's nothing more you want to do is see Hinch in that dugout doing doing what he does. Doing but, Hinch things. <laughs> yeah, doing Hinch things. Um, but doesn't, but, sorry, Dean, but doesn't it always also depend what the interim management team are doing? Yeah. If they're doing really not great, then you're saying, oh, we want Hinch back. And if that we're on an absolute, you know, steamroll, we're doing really well, then you say, actually, Adam who? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, it... it, it, it it's the roll of the dice. This is, this is probably another thing, like another part of the gamble that Hinch has taken. Um, last time, when he come back, it was because um, he, 
He was at Hastings, and I don't, I'm not sure what happened at Hastings, but obviously Gary had taken over as manager of his own. Gary Elfit had taken over on his own, and it just wasn't going very well. Um, Hinch was at, I think Hinch was at the game where Gary actually resigned. Was, is that because of uh, so a friend of ours? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, a big, big, tall scouser. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, he it, didn't get to say goodbye to Gary, did he? This time, <laughs> that, that, that was unusual, wasn't it? Yeah, he's going to be upset. Isn't he? But um, yeah, so I mean, that time it just fell into place. Um, hmm. I think it's circumstance, isn't it? You know what I mean? If things are going really, really well, then you carry on doing what you're doing. Okay. If it's not, if it's not working, and all of a sudden things start going backwards or something like that, and that and that's your lifeline to get get it back, then to, then you take it, don't you? Well, it's, put it this put it this way: we get promoted into national league, we win yeah. playoffs, or we win automatic. Probably playoffs. I can't see Yeovil stumbling now. No. Would be what things happen sometimes, but. Dean, Buddy and Aaron, for some reason or another, won't commit to full-time or go to National League because we know how much we're committing. It's going to be committing for the fans, the oh, club, yeah. financially. Obviously, they've got it on their CVs. Hinch is out of job. Would it feel a bit unfair on the guys to come in and go, oh, yeah, we're in the National League now. Hinch is a manager again. But yeah, they did all the graph for the playoffs and stuff, you know. It might be a bit hard, but at the end of the day, it's a resolved business. And well, if we go up, we want the best manager yeah. for the job who yeah. keeps us there. We don't want to be there like teams that got promoted last year, the whipping boys. Yeah. So it all depends what the club wants as well. Do we want to be up there and stay up there? So you take the best man for the job. It's a hinge at the time. <laughs> this is what scares me because if you've been up to the National League, um, most teams' budgets is like twenty oh, to twenty-five thousand yeah. pound a week for you know full full-time teams. Um, we'd be a little part-time worthing and our budget would be nowhere near that amount of money. So it's quite a scary thought to go in the National League. And, oh, you know, I think it's very scary. And on it'd be forum, good, but... On the forum, I'm, people keep saying, oh, we're not ready, we're not ready. Oh, when will you be ready? You yeah, know, there, there's never a good time. There's, there's never it, a good it's time. Like, it's like, like anything. You, you when money is involved. You've got to take your chances when they're there. Uh, and that's the bottom line. Well, we joked with Barry and stuff about when we we're going to inch and closer to the National South. We're like, oh, Barry, you're getting scared <laughs> now, aren't you? Um, yeah. Uh, it, as I say, it, it's, it's just really awkward with, with that, with the whole. Yeah. Well, Pete, what would you say? You haven't sort of said anything. What would you? What yeah. would you do? Like, you yeah. know, your well, your hinges. So, you go on and your blog earlier. I'm, firmly, I'm it, firmly on the fence. Pete's pulpit on RebelYell.live. Read his little blog. He goes on about his his night that is unrepeatable with Hinch. You know, we know they're all friends deep down. But what 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 would you say if like you know there was a vacancy in the summer? Hinch was out of a job, and you know, would he? But would Hinch actually go for it again? Well, it's totally hypothetical. There's one thing we haven't even said. It's his family as well, because he's taken his family with him and then uproot him again so soon. You know, I think that's very hard. But you have to wonder if Tracy and the family will stay down here, I think, because obviously, like, Teddy's in the academy. Yeah. I think they're all The kids are in school and everything, so there's going to be a transitional period there. But, um... Is that a question? Yeah. Back to that one. Yeah, go on, you have to answer. We've all answered. You can't avoid it, no. You've got to answer and if he does try and avoid it, everyone just listens to this, ask him on a match day. So um, if he was out of a job in the summer, which is not going to happen. But he never, is out of a job in the summer. We're saying that. Never going to happen. He is out of a job in the summer. We're asking that. But, yeah, I... I, I, I you would. You would. <laughs> hmm. 
So Pete says yes. What would you say, Yako? There's no right or wrong answer to this. But yeah, but it's your opinion, it's your thought. That's what that's what matters. You know? It's also it depends on the circumstance, isn't it? It's if, like I said before, if the three are doing a really good job, and even if we not get promoted, we still give them the you know. It all depends, you know. If the opportunity comes and Hinch comes back, yeah, it will be great. But the expectations will be really high based on previous success. You know, it, it all depends. And in the end of the day, I don't have to make the decision. It's going to be up to George and the board. But, you know, I th- you know, let's let's make it clear. Hinch is always welcome here in what, whatever capacity. You know, but it's... The it, trouble is in football, there's no room for sentiment. No, that's you, not. You know what I mean? It, it is all about the business. It's all about the progression. Dean, I was thinking of that though. To be honest, mate, if we're sitting in that bar celebrating promotion at the end of the season again, yeah. nicest possible way, we'll think of what Adam started the journey. But would yeah. we really be thinking about Adam at that time? Probably not. And it's not because we forget about him, forget about the memories. But we've got new memories that have been made by a new yeah. management team. So, as you say, it's a results business. See, you know, I completely agree with that. I mean, even. Even the season that John and Gary got us promoted, yeah. and like I, I mentioned earlier on, that we still knew that that team, the 90% of that team, the foundations of that team was Hinch. Mm. So even though he, he had got, I mean, there was a lot of people, there was people saying, oh, we won the playoffs all year, but if Hinch had been here, we'd have won the league. There, there's a, there's a, everyone had different theories. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But... The, the fact was that that was he, he laid the foundations then. So it doesn't matter what happens; it happens at the end of the season. If we, even if we win it, Hinge gets a he gets a big, big, big chunk of that credit because he's put this together. That them players out there, yeah. that's a hell of a squad. It doesn't matter how you look at it, and he's put that together. So, in some ways, I mean, Aaron and Dean and Buddy are come, coming in to take over this. What a team to take over! It's, it's, it's worse teams <laughs> it, 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 and it's exactly the same as when John and Gary come in uh, yeah. the first time round but, but also how, how how often does it happen that the manager leaves from a successful team but doing really well and then somebody rolls into it usually it's the other way around yeah. the teams are not performing when the manager gets a, gets a sack or he leaves you know and yeah. here it's, it's completely different yeah it <laughs> it's, it's a strange one isn't it it's, it is uh, no, it's, uh, yeah. it's hard to like put things into words and some of it to be honest with you because it's like we're, we're sitting third in the table and like we're probably what was it four weeks away five weeks away from probably guaranteeing playoffs to be honest I think by the time we record the next podcast end of March time playoffs would probably yeah. you'd know you're in the playoffs you don't know the final positions but you yeah, know you, I think you'd, you'd know, you'd know we're in the playoffs yeah, again that, yeah. that's the fine line that's how close it is so yeah I mean I still think it, it must it must have been a hell of an offer for for him to to go. Um, it's like it's like the thing though. It's like you do say, you know, it is. We don't like to say he's not a money grabber at all. You know, no. you know that. But at the end of the day, if he can sort his family out well, he gets contracted to a good salary on a club that is a full time club, an amazing stadium with amazing facilities. You know, 
you've got to have some financial, you know. But people need to realise as well yeah. that it is a job. Yeah, it is a job. It's not. It's always the weird thing about football, yeah. football fans, isn't it? Because we always, you know, when someone leaves, you feel like it's, you've seen players go. Why is he leaving there? I mean, maybe not so much as down in non-league level, but you see professional teams like you know, you say, why is he going to that club or why is he going to that? But it's his job, you know. They're not loyal. They might support a team. Like Potter going from Brighton to Chelsea. <laughs> well, there you go. But you know, it's, well, that's that could be a yeah. similar sort of. Comparison, but higher up the league table. You know, like I'm sure Adam's completely capable to manage in that league. Whether he's capable with that squad that he's inherited at York, and he goes down, as you said, and we said earlier, regional football might be why they've looked at him in case they do go down, and he can focus on that regional area. So you could, uh, if it did happen, they went down. And I mean, obviously, we we're never going to know what, when Hinch has turned up there and spoken to the chairman, and they've, and he said what he wanted. Um, we, we don't know what was said. No, we, we don't know whether whether that chairman's thinking to himself, "Do you know what? I'm bringing you in to keep us up, or I'm bringing you in because we we think you can keep us up. But if it goes wrong, then we know you can get us out of the league below. Exactly. We know you can do what Yeovil were doing in the south. Exactly. So it, it just depends. Exactly. It, it, that that conversation is the key to to the whole situation. There, what what happened in, happened there. Um, but whatever it was, it must have reassured. Adam enough to take the job so you've got to think there's some sort of guarantee there somewhere even if they do sack a lot of managers up there (laughs) (laughs) Adam's not going to sit there and say yeah I'll take 11 games and I'll get sacked if we don't don't stay up he's he's, he's not stupid he's far too wise for that but have you thought about this thought we get promoted they stay up Adam's in the away dugout at Woodside Road next season that will be the weirdest 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 No, they're in the National National League, Pete. (laughs) I've just... (laughs) Yeah, well done. No, I said if we get promoted and they stay up... (laughs) See, and he was correcting me earlier for my Americanisms. (laughs) If that happens... For a change. If we we bowl for the National League and and Adam comes as a visiting manager to, to Woodside... I can only see one thing happening. Well, it'll be it'll be it's applauded like, till they score a goal or two, and then we'll be booing him. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think. Yeah, maybe, know maybe for two bad, minutes. And the, the thing yeah. is, he, he he would know that as well. So yeah. I, I think he still get a, a great welcome here. Yeah, of course, of course he, will. he will. He'll get here every day. Yeah. But he he's said he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they said, "What what makes him the greatest manager in the club's history?" And I was like, "Well, it's what he's done." But I understand why. I think Hartley mentioned something about some of some of the previous managers and how how good they were. And when you look back, there probably was prior to 2015. There was a lot. There was a lot of shackles holding things back. Um, progression was never really on the table. So Hinch, re- Hinch probably got really lucky. The fact that not not so much that we nearly went bust but the fact that that did happen and then George come in and that opened the doorway for the for the club as a whole hmm. um i don't think uh, and this is no disrespect to Malty or anyone any of the past regimes or anything but it there's no way if if George hadn't come in and opened that doorway for this to happen. So we we never know how good some of those other managers could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they because they were tied. But the facts speak for themselves as it stands no one touches him so I think I agree with that I agree but you also see like you know we support Worthing at non-league 
I don't ever see the managers of other non-league clubs as sort of affectionate towards the fans and the fans back as affectionate as they are towards him, you know, in the bars. We've been to plenty of away games and we don't see the managers come in that often into the bar like he does, have a pint, offer to buy pints and stuff. But isn't that the whole club ethos? It's the, it is, yeah. It is. It's a club. They're not a boffers. You know, it's more like one club. Yeah. Yeah. If you know what I mean by that, it's not, they're not like, oh, we're the players, we're the coaches, yeah. and that's and I, it. And I think Adam takes some responsibility for that as well, the way he's brought, you know, the fans and players and himself and the management team, that they stay, have a drink, not scared to talk to you, really open about stuff. Well, you, can ask, you can ask me a question and it gets answered. But it's the other thing, how many other teams are there where the players, management team and fans share a coach to the away trip? How many would be there? I don't, I, I don't think there is. I don't think anyone does it, do they? Dawkins do it. Do Dawkins do it? I've I've not heard. Of but Whitey also puts money behind the bar for away fans. What a top guy that is, you know, like sell out the away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. only when they sell out yeah, the allocation. Out, however, yeah. but you know, I can't think of any other club but where they all where you all share a coach. I mean, the, the bottom way. line is Hinch has just got time for people. Yeah, because that sums up his character and, and and who he is. Do you know what I mean? And that's why he's so. That's why then players respect him and. Yeah. But it's also, as well, what you've got, you got to take into account, it's also the finance director who's saying, hold on, there's 20 bloody seats empty on that coach. Let's get some fans on. <laughs> oh, fair, fair enough, but, you know, it, it still happens. Um, I mean, I think, you know, we're getting to a point now where, you know, we, we've reminisced, we've talked about the future and stuff like that. Let's talk about the past and think, you know, if we go around the room, Dean, you've got the mic in your hand. Top moments of Hinch being, you know, your, your favourite mic, obviously... Putting aside the title, because that was just... I mean, I would say my favourite moment was him, Worthing Station Crossing. Bigsy's obviously not allowed in the ground because he had a ban. Bigsy's in the pub. He's waiting all night. I'm telling him to stay there, stay there, stay there. Hinch has got the trophy at the crossing, and we might go into the railway. You know what, I and, left you it know. five minutes before you turned oh, up. mate, yeah. <laughs> I went down but to I didn't want to tell. I didn't want to yeah. tell Bigsy what was going on, because it was no. a surprise, and obviously he didn't know. But that, for me, was probably the moment I remember of him as a gaffer. He was like straight away because he knows how much of a big fan Bigsy was. Unfortunate circumstances why he wasn't allowed in the ground at the time. That doesn't need to be repeated or said, but he wasn't, you know, any other manager could said, no, no, we're not taking it down there. But he's walking down the towering road, whatever, <laughs> with, <laughs> with Woodside Road, waiting at the crossing for about five trains to go past. Yes, it was yeah. at the end. <laughs> and there's Spencer, Spencer, he's ever side, yeah. singing, we're the north side. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then back and then you've, got, the you've got people side. waiting at the crossing going, what the hell is this going on with like all these like things? But that, that I think that's my favourite moment. So Dean, <sighs> what, what would you say, mate? It's so difficult. Um, I just, uh, I, it was just the way that he, my, my favourite bits were when Adam got involved with the fans. Yeah. Every Can you remember time. one time in particular uh, that it, sticks it's really out? Hard to, it's really hard to pick one out, but I mean, I remember one of the end of season dudes over in, in the um, bar and all the presentations have been done and there's still, there's still a lot of people there, a lot of the players still there. And there was a few of us, so we started singing, as you do, because we'd all had a few beers and the song started. And he was just there joining in, like being, being a part of it. And then mm. he was going, what, what one's it? What one's that one that you sing? And then he started singing. But that integration with the fans and everything, it, it's just something. It's not saying it happens in football, really, is it? So, no. And, that, that, and that's why... It's not just like losing a manager. He's to a lot of sports. He's his mate as well, yeah. isn't he? 
Do you know what I mean? Very so that, I think that that probably makes it a bit hard. Well. Yeah, that's it. I think it, it does feel like a friend because you know I've got him personally on the phone because we obviously yeah. got good relationship. Pete mentioned the blog; he's always been up for Rebel Yell. You know, like he's always you know, replies to texts and he's always very open. I think it does feel like you've lost a mate. That's what yeah. it feels like because yeah. he felt like I think most fans could say that. But yeah, that's good. I think I think as well the coach journeys after those away, the ones where we lose, I don't, I don't, I don't miss because he's sitting there with fire of thunder on his face. But like the ones where he's gone and bought a crate of beer and everyone's drinking and seeing karaoke they're the good ones Pete how about you mate what is your sort of uh, what's your memory forgetting we're not talking I about think we're lifting a title this is like personal memories and stuff I, I th- <laughs> <laughs> last melon <laughs> no he wasn't there that night was he no I think interviewing him um in the port cabin. God, the, I have to say, the amount of times you were absolutely bricking it <laughs> going into there when yeah. we lost like, oh, I tell you what the worst now. one the worst one uh, it was the Covid season and I think it was COVID season. Anyway, we were playing Cole Short and away, and they hammered us 3 0, I think it was. And anyway, we've got to do the interview. And he's, he's going to his car, so cameras are quickly set up for a thing. We buy the entrance to the car park because he wants to get off that quick. He was fume, absolutely. One word answers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fume, and he was. Um, I had to do a retake of an interview at Hornchurch when he, we won there. Um, and he dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, oh, God, we'll have to start that again. And like I say, in the port cabin, there was one. I can't remember what caused it, but something happened. They were just both in hysterics, and it took us about three minutes, four minutes to compose ourselves. To, what happened? Do you to remember? Start. I can't remember what it was, but it was so funny. I was yeah. like, had my head in the, in the pillow in there on the sofa. It yeah. was in there, Stuart's yeah. bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuart's bed. <laughs> That's why all this kits come out of nowhere, isn't it? He used to use his bedding. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was that was actually hysterical. So yeah, yeah, so so many so many memories, so many good times. Mm. Yeah, it is like you've lost a mate. Yeah. Um, obviously the title, but I think my. The way he brought the young players through and how he trusted them. You know, do you remember when Joel Rye started? Everybody went, hey, Joel Rye. Yeah. And what a, what a diamond he turns out to be. Mm. That, that he wasn't afraid to play younger players, give them the chance. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, was brave. But he, he trusted them. And I think that's something, you know, I, I think yeah. we'll, I will miss. It doesn't, give, it doesn't happen enough in football, does it? That giving youngsters chances. No. It's just something that doesn't... You go up the pyramid and very rarely you, you get one or two maybe at a club, but it's, um, I mean, you look at the philosophy behind it, bringing players through, you train those players how you want them to play. They're coming through through the system the right way, the way that the club wants them to be, the manager wants them to be. Um, I mean, a prime example of that was probably Ferguson with, mm. with, with what I, the youth he brought through. I, I, and that yeah. philosophy is a brilliant philosophy. To, I, I think to the only thing, only with... Club I could think of is Ajax, where they do it. Yeah. They, they start them really young and they bring them through and then they sell them. But, you know, I think that's the only club I could think of. But, yeah. I mean, they, they were... Southampton were a selling club, weren't they? They yeah. bought a lot of... Yeah. Sorry. Southampton were a selling club. They bought a lot of players through and sh- shipped them off to Liverpool or wherever for big money. So, yeah. it, it does go on. Is it Spain, though, where they, like, bring up... They, they all play together all the way through the age groups. They all move up together yeah. until they get, and then they get to like the first team. They just bring, bring them through. In just one a wave of players. Yeah, yeah. Because, they're, because they've played together since they were like yeah. 10 years old and then suddenly they're, they're, they're making the And their system's team. good because obviously their B team's playing like Segundan, Tre- 
Tresse division or something yeah. like that, whatever it's regional division. But yeah, yeah, something like that. But it's not gone to football yet. <laughs> um, I thought he was having a funny turn. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you should have heard me when I tried to say hello to uh, Luca at the beginning of the season. He looked at me like I was having a funny turn, trying to speak Spanish. He's like, "Yeah, all right, mate." But um, anyway, I think you know it's been great to talk about. We got Barry and Jack coming up on the podcast anyway to talk about the experiences of uh, what happened and how the move went ahead. But I think we could just say, from fans' point of view here, and you know, I was calling friends as well. Like, you know, good luck, Hinch. You know, yeah. we are going to miss you we're really going to miss you and it's going to be really weird I can't think of any better people to be taking the club in the interim like in terms of Buddy and Aaron um, we joke about it when he said last month he wasn't going to be around and coaching I don't think he saw a month later it'd be a manager or well, less than three weeks well, later I wonder if it took any convincing <laughs> we'll have to ask him I mean he's that's, obviously that's we, want, we wanted to get him on the podcast tonight but as you can appreciate it's their first full training session yeah. as the interim managers they I are busy when I spoke to him I didn't think it'd take a lot yeah. <laughs> Uh, massive but imagine if um, Aaron Racine's the next guy he's here for six years and he leads us into league football <laughs> can yeah. you imagine that can you imagine that it could happen but I think what we need to do get behind them I'm sure we all will I'm sure Dean you've got some new songs to try on Saturday uh, yeah and, probably yeah, yeah and I'm bit, sure and then reasons. I think people will still I, act, I think I'm why. sure people accidentally sing Hinchelwood or something by mistake <laughs> and something and you know um, but I've been waiting for someone to make a mistake to be fair yeah 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 <laughs> well it can't be Aaron at the back anymore can't be yeah, Aaron at the back I mean but Cole Brown at the back, Ollie in attack, Alfie, yeah. Alfie at the back, yeah. Alfie at the back, and uh, <laughs> no, that's why you're a commentator and not a songwriter. <laughs> that's what it is. But um, Hinch, good luck, and um, I think it's time to talk to Barry Hunter. He'll talk us through the day that Hinch left the club. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Barry, welcome back. Maybe in not the best circumstances in terms of a fans level, but I thought it was important that you come on as the chairman to speak about the whole process of Hinch leaving the club on Tuesday. Um, as you just sort of said off air, it's been a bit of a blur and you don't know the timelines really. But you know, personally, on a personal level, how are your thoughts about how it all came about? Were you surprised, shocked? Um, hi, James. No, I, I wasn't shocked. Um, only because the club had received a number of approaches to talk to Adam uh, over the last year. And it didn't surprise me that we had another approach. That didn't shock me at all. But that's because we'd been living with those approaches for a while. What had shocked me was the amount of, or the, the, the speed in which this, this deal was done. Mm. That, that was quite shocking to the extent that we, you know, everybody was, 
you know, in a matter of days, literally, it was it was initiated and done. Mm. That was quite impressive, I have to say. Yeah, because we have to go from a disappointing loss to Braintree <clears throat> on Saturday, us leaving the ground. I don't think it was the ever last time we'd see Adam Hinchwood in the dugout in the home dugout at uh, Worthing. And that's what I think surprised us. So you say it was really quickly done. So this was, as you said, it wasn't something that's been he's been interviewed before, and like they just wanted to press the button, but they had their man in mind. Or, well, they they definitely had their man in 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 mind. They knew who they were after. They mm-hmm. they'd obviously done a lot of stats and mm-hmm. analytics and research on Adam and the marketplace for managers. Mm-hmm. We'll be a little careful here because obviously there was an incumbent of course, uh, yeah. and his his situation. So. But I think I think uh, by the time I had spoken to uh, the club, not not York City, they were clear about their their target. And um, like you, I left the game here on Saturday. By the way, had no knowledge of this this this, in, this interest. <laughs> I got home and was having dinner with my wife in the evening, Saturday evening. I had a text. That was the first. So this started. So, so if we talk about timeline, so this for you started on Saturday night after the game for the club. It started club. Saturday okay. night after the and game. And what was that? Was that from York contacting Nathan as a director of football? Nathan contacting you, or like what's that process? Uh, actually, um, an agent contacted me mm-hmm. who was representing a club from mm-hmm. the National League that mm-hmm. would be interested in asking our permission to talk to Adam because that's the protocol. Okay, that's how it has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's only an inquiry from their point of view. Did you then spit your dinner out? I go, what the hell? <laughs> like I said, I mean, it hadn't, yeah. I mean, I, I had had other dinners yeah. where I'd be this yeah, yeah, had happened course, before. Yeah. Often they go through Nathan, but this one came through me, and um, I spoke to the agent and uh, I said, "Look, if, if there is real interest here, um, I need to speak to the club first. Mm-hmm. So then that was handed across to the club. Was that Saturday night as well, or was this Saturday, all, yeah. Saturday night? I had a call with the club. They said, "Look, we'd like to speak to Adam. We've done a lot of research. We think he, you know, is somebody we'd like to speak to. We haven't entirely decided where we're going with us ourselves at the moment, but um, with our manager. And again, uh, you know, I have to say that you, you've got to be respectful of that situation. Somebody's still employed by the club, but there's no harm in them asking us permission to speak to Adam. And so it was literally from Saturday evening." Um, by Monday evening, well, I spent Sunday talking through this, and then Monday, done. We then had to just sort the paperwork out on the Tuesday, and I think that's why um, Jack has just explained it took the day to get different paperwork sorted out. What was the gist of the conversation with York? What, what sort of from your perspective as the chairman of Worthing Football Club? What are you, what are you going in with? What are you saying to them about Adam and? You know what you want, what you want out of it, because obviously, just signing a contract, etc., and obviously a very successful manager for Worthing. Well, um, Pete, the first thing is that uh, as a board, we had already discussed um, and agreed with Adam that, depending on who was approaching us to talk to him, we could determine whether we wanted that to happen or not. And so there were a few approaches that we didn't give permission because we didn't think. They were um, big enough moves for Adam to make, um, in our opinion. We would obviously share that with Adam and talk to him about it. Um, but when the likes of York City come knocking on your door, and just to give some background to this for anyone that doesn't know and looked at what they, they have, apart from the reputation of being a League One club and the history of your 140,000 population, 
uh, one club city. They've got a, a brand new 8,500 capacity stadium, which is unbelievable. They've got a training ground and facilities <coughs> that are unbelievable. Um, they're owned by a um, very high net worth family that run the club. Um, so they're well backed. They probably have a player budget, I'm guessing here, of a League One, League Two club. Um, their average crowd this year in the National League, at the bottom half of the table is 4,500. It, it, you know, it would have been completely wrong for the board to say, Adam, you can't speak to these guys because that's the sort of opportunity I think he had earned the right to go and find. So, and the board believed that absolutely. So, on the back of that, that's when we said you can talk to Adam, but it's going to have to be on these terms because, by the way, we're going to lose a manager here that we have huge respect for, who's delivered a lot for us, and is actually down to service for another three, three more years. Um, so, this is what we need in compensation if you were to take him onto your books. So there's kind of a, there's, there's a few, few different agreements going on here at the same time. I think one of the things we were, we were as fans surprised of was the club where they are. Yorker, just above the relegation zone in a National League North, uh, sorry, National League, possibly in a weird roundabout way, we could take their place in the National League if everything was to go right here. Did it ever surprise you, forgetting the size of the club, forgetting, you know, the Yorker, a big club, a bigger club than Worthing, we appreciate that, a former Football League club, places where Worthing want to go. Did it ever surprise you on a personal level that he was going at this time of the season and for that club? Definitely not for that club. I mm -hmm. understood why, 100% why he would want to go and talk to that club and for that reason why we would not want to stop him from talking to the club. The timing, I think, was driven by where they are in the league. They obviously yeah. felt that they uh, needed to make some changes and see if they can get themselves out of the hole that they're in, found themselves in just I think they're one place above relegation zone. And I think that, with 12, 11, 12 games to go, was a driver for them. But I do think that, well, I know firsthand from talking to the club that they see his appointment as a long-term appointment. They've recruited him because of his style of play, because of his possession of football, but also because of his belief in the youth structure and the pathways he's created at Worthing and the importance of that to York City. And those things don't happen overnight. So I can tell you firsthand that they, they, they've looked at this as a longer-term project in taking Adam. So whatever the consequences are this year, I don't think that will be a determinant of where Adam's career goes. I think... I would imagine and I would expect them to give him the support to do yeah. the job that he, he's been brought in to do. Mm -hmm. Pete, you were going to ask about um, you know, him taking Adam. And obviously, Adam's been contracted as a new contract since October, weren't he? Yeah, I, I did sort of ask yeah. that. But obviously, it's, it's the deal, at the end of the day, we might all be gutted, a bit upset, needing therapy. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's going to be advantageous to, to Worthing Football Club as it's all panned out. Um, I would probably rephrase it that yeah. we're not disadvantaged by mm. it. I, I don't think we're necessarily advantaged by it, but we certainly are not disadvantaged. We've insured ourselves because he's on a three-year contract with us, or he was, and because of that, we have currency that we could then use to negotiate, and we did. And I think the phrase I'd use is that the deal that was done was equitable all round. York City have got their man that they wanted, Adam's got a career path now and an opportunity with a fantastic club, which I think I think will go back into the EFL at some point. And we were suitably compensated, which will help us secure our new manager. So I think all round, 
it was okay. Jacko? You mentioned new manager. How soon after you knew Adam was going, you decided on who was going to take over? And was this the, th- the three you'd chosen, chosen, were it always in your back of your mind that you wanted them back at the club? So we definitely wanted Buddy back in that bar, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we knew on the Sunday that this deal was going to happen, um, quite likely, uh, this, this, this change. So we had a, I had a call with the rest of the board on Teams on the Sunday evening. We, we updated, updated everybody. On the Monday, we called a board meeting in here, which includes Nathan and Keith. And um, we asked Nathan on the Monday morning, sorry, yes, no, on the Sunday evening on the Teams call, we asked Nathan to pull together a plan of how he would manage the rest of the season. And on the Monday, we had the board meeting. He came in and gave us his opinion, and uh, which the board absolutely unanimously agreed with. And it was more around the fact we needed continuity. We wanted to not disrupt things on the pitch. The momentum we had, we wanted to keep going. So it was more about finding the characters that could do that. And obviously, with the three that we brought in, um, they absolutely will provide the continuity out there, which will give us the best chance of promotion this year. Now, the three we brought in, obviously, Darren Budd, well-known to club, Aaron Racine, obviously, captain, as we have joked, he said he was not looking at coaching so soon. He's already the head, head manager of Worthing FC. And obviously, um, Dean Hammond coming in. Um, they said interim. Now, it wouldn't be fair for me to ask what, what the whole plan is, but say we get promoted... Will that conversation be had if they want to keep the job full-time or have they said they're just going to be interim? I'm sure you've been inundated with people sending CVs. I'm sure your phone's been blowing up. You know, what is the plan for... I know you can't go into huge details, but obviously from a fan's point of view, we've got three, well, two club legends and Dean Hammond, who's, you know, well-known and is a Premier League, you know, winner and stuff like that. You know, he's been around professional game. If they get promotion, the club, the fans are going to feel very, like, hinch, love towards them but they might not want we don't know their personal circumstance so where does this go for you Barry like what, what do you look at now what, what what's happening what's the next step you must have a plan in place they'd like to think so wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put you on the spot there yeah, yeah, yeah a couple yeah. of days yeah, 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 yeah. it is only Thursday yeah, yeah. Um, so look obviously that would be a nice problem to have to do yeah, yeah of course if we yeah. get promotion then clearly there's some very good conversations that, that, that could happen but uh, listen I think the important thing at the moment was to separate the decision around our long-term replacement for Adam as a first team manager, head coach here, from being able to get and keep going in on the playoff, make us sure our, our playoff ambitions are achieved this year. So we've separated the two things so that the, um, the job now, they're out there training tonight, for yeah. example, everyone's focused. Um, that job can continue. With continuity, we've got every confidence in those three guys to deliver um, us the outcome we set off to do at the beginning of the season. In the meantime, um, yes, we have received a lot of applications already. Gone how many? Can Quite a few. <laughs> do we go into double figures? Oh, Triple yeah. figures? Definitely double figures already. <laughs> um, I, I don't think... Um, it must be quite a nice problem to have in some ways yeah, as well. I think, I think what's happened with this club now, compared to when Adam came in, it's a very different proposition. Yeah. I, I, I'm, this is where you turn a problem into an opportunity, isn't it? A- Adam has gone. 
Mm. We were really pleased with what he delivered for us. But now, doesn't this give us a cracking opportunity? But it's like what Adam said, to be fair. He said well, earlier, like um, like two years ago, three years ago, when we started the Red Wheel podcast, he used to have to go out finding players. Last season, he's had players coming to him. He's been undated. So I guess it's the way the club's transformed. Absolutely. You, you're you're going to have a bit of a headache. I'm super excited about the candidates. Yeah. Have. And I think we will find as a club, all round, supporters, uh, staff, that we are... We've got an opportunity on our hands here. Yeah. So so what we're going to do is a process, and we're going to do a proper process. We'll probably next week, um, maybe the week after, start um, a, a recruitment process where we probably will advertise for the role. Okay. And we'll go through the role process, recruitment process, in a, in a proper fashion. We will agree as a board with, with Nathan the criteria that we're looking for, a profile of the manager we want. We've obviously got some ideas on that already. Mm. And... Um, that will become our blueprint, and against that, we will compare um, CVs and, and applications. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, there'll be some that don't don't work, and some that do. Mm-hmm. Those that do, we'll meet. We'll get down to a, a short list, and we'll do the process the way it should be done. And I think, and I think, on the back of that, we will find some really, really good candidates. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we say interim manager, and. Could it be that we might see someone else in the hot seat by the end of the season? As they haven't been, there is a specific time frame. Buddy, Aaron, and Dean have been given. Is it literally an interim? You say it may be a case that we find a candidate that we want to put in full time, or have they been told end of the season? Or you know, or is no. that a conversation we can't really sort of talk about? Oh, I can't yeah. talk about. No, that. no, but of course, no, of course yeah. I can. Um, look, they've uh, they've been asked, they've been asked to come in and do an interim job for us. Te- technically, that tends to mean by the end of the season. Mm. But I, that's not in anyone's con... Well, it's not in their terms. It's... They read all hands of the pump. Mm. We all love this club. We know we can help the club. This is the three guys, and we want to help the club uh, achieve its ambition. So we'll come in. Mm. Um, no conditions. We'll come in and sort this out. And and I think that gives me and the board a chance to have a little breathe, breather and do a proper assessment of our opportunity and where we go and find our replacement and that doesn't rule those three candidates out either does it and obviously when you're looking at this these new candidates obviously you know different managers have different styles of play we have established a style of play under adam here at worthing which has been successful to fit a club and the youth teams and the academy team etc um we want we want to keep that ethos going or would we get a manager who might come in and and change the whole structure and way we play because like you say because like you say with uh york they've done their homework with adam as you as you said they that they they know all about him they've followed him um so obviously you, you've not really had to follow anyone ourselves as a club to say, right, could he do the job? Or if Adam left, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's very quick after Adam has left. So what will you be looking for in the new manager from a plain style point of view? That's a good question. Um, there are a couple of things that absolutely are sacrosanct, we believe, in, in hiring the next manager. But equally, there will be things in there we still need as a board to discuss to see how we can have a more rounded solution, perhaps. And, and the things that we want to protect are a possession-style football, uh, which has bravery in it and attack and goals. It entertains. It's a lot easier to watch. Um, and it brings crowds in. So we we want to do that. And, and don't forget, all of our youth structure play that way. 
So be a bit daft to throw that out now. The other thing we want to protect in the recruitment of a new manager will most certainly be um, somebody that respects and understands the role of a, a youth structure within an organisation like ours, a football club like ours, a pathway. And uh, the benefit of having youth feeding your, your, your first team in time as they, as they progress. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good way of balancing the budgets. It's a, it's a great way of a player learning how to play the Worthing way and falling into that into the first team. And, and, and beyond that, then maybe go into the pro game. So somebody who respects and understands the role of a, a youth structure is vital, as is somebody who wants to play possession football. I would say those two things are going to be at the top of our list. But beyond that, we need to just determine other things like the character and other things that we need to, to think about in terms of that person's spec. Yeah, and obviously that question has made your life a lot easier because 75% of managers need not apply. <laughs> uh, some interesting names have sent their CV through, some well-known names. I know obviously you would never say, but some names that are well-known. Um, no, let's keep that off. Okay, let's cool. keep that's that cool. off. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, trying to trying to dig there, aren't you? But one thing I was going <laughs> to say though, that obviously, because you're looking at a caliber of a manager now that is, you know, is in a national league, progressing to national national league, then possibly up to league football. Obviously, the structure Adam Haddy was in charge of youth as well. Are you looking at just generally a first team manager now, and then there'll be a youth manager brought in as a separate sort of thing? Because obviously, that that role is completely gone now. Yeah, the answer to that is I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, this is where I go back to the, the point about it being an opportunity. Mm. I spoke to Adam, yes, uh, sorry, I spoke to Nathan yesterday, and you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> no, I'm not editing it. <laughs> spoke he did, to you Nathan. did speak to Adam yesterday, so I'm going to miss you, and you gave yeah. him a, a big hug and a kiss. Nathan and I talked about how this might affect the way we think about the structure of yeah. the football side of the club, and that's where this does present an opportunity. Mm. Adam, Adam uh, did things in a certain way, had certain mm -hmm. responsibilities, and maybe we can look at it in a different mm. way now. Yeah. But I think the first thing we need to do is find the, the right person for the role, mm. a role there, and then we can build a structure around that individual. Yeah. Where are I know you obviously again you can't go into detailed contracts, it's personal negotiations, private, it's stuff that shouldn't be in the public domain. But has that put a new level of negotiation with certain players that you would want contracted to the club next season in terms of are they going to sign like things like that? You know, because we all know there's a certain goal scoring talisman that we'd like to see playing for well in foreseeable future. I'm too old now for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry, Barry in his day, but um. Where does it sort of leave you with contracts, you know? Well, I think that obviously some players, well, all the players that were here are here now, um, were playing for Adam. And mm -hmm. a lot of them would have been here for Adam because of Adam and the way Adam plays, which is why it's important to uphold that sort of style of mm -hmm. play going forward and all those principles. Um, but of course, there's a degree of uncertainty now, which is why it was important to introduce the three guys that have come in. That continuity, I think everybody's comfortable Got, they know the person. They know that, that those three guys know how we play, that pattern, uh, that style of football, that DNA. Um, they're highly respected, and we can keep that going for for this period of time for the rest of this season, hopefully. Fantastic. But in terms of contracts going forward, then of course, if anyone uh, has, has got that allegiance to Adam as much as they have the club, they're going to have a little look and see who who comes and whether that works for them. It's a, it's a natural course, thing, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. And I think we've all got to be a little bit patient in, mm -hmm. in that process with the players and with the club um, because we're going to have to manage through that with mm -hmm. each of those players. 
but it's something we'll we'll do i'm sure and any talks have happened are you happy with currently as it goes you know things that are moving nicely in some certain areas that you would be happy with you sort of like any talks have already happened you know obviously there's nothing signed yet but you quite positive with the way those talks are going yeah of course but don't forget since then adam's left and mm-hmm. uh, so nobody knows who's What's, going to be their yeah. manager next yeah. year and i think it's important that we do what we can as soon as we can to mm-hmm. fix that question yeah and at that point i'm sure we'll have some very constructive mm-hmm. co- uh, yeah. co- conversations cool. because don't forget I, I i do believe the players enjoy playing for the club oh, they, they seemed they, in high spirits in there when they came in for yeah. someone that just lost their manager yeah. a long time seen, yeah they probably lost managers in their careers yeah before. of course it won't be the first time or the last time so. yeah you talked as the chairman of whirling mm. now but how do you feel personally about adam moving on i'm absolutely delighted for him I really am. I, I've said this in my statement. And when I first got the call on the Saturday night, uh, speaking to New York City, um, I it was a beam. In my, I had a beam and smile because uh, the fact that he's worked so hard here for this football club, he's achieved so much, and that the club has backed him, and he's backed the club. For him to get the outcome now that he's got, I I think you know the whole board is delighted for him, and I'm personally. So please, I know what he's going up to, and I, I'm, it's such an impressive setup. Uh, there'll be a lot of managers in, 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 in English football that would love to have the job and opportunities being given. So for me, I'm, I'm personally, I'm really, really pleased for him. I think, I think um, as a football club, uh, I know that the fans and supporters adored him and will be shocked with the situation that we've got. But if we just look at it in that context for him, I think it's a cracking move. Yep. We now just need to turn this challenge into an opportunity how we can take this situation and make this a better situation for the club. Mm-hmm. But, but isn't it great that you see lots of players coming and moving on to better things and now we've got a manager who comes and moves on to better things. That's, that's ah, nothing's better than Worthing. <laughs> no, not, but you know what I mean. But yeah. you know, people moving on to bigger and better things is only good for the club, isn't it? Absolutely, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a great place to be yeah. for sure. Mm. Barry, thank you so much for being open and honest as per usual. I will get you back on sometime in the season, and we'll make sure I can find some difficult questions for you to answer. <laughs> Unveiling a new manager, yeah, possibly that. Yeah, maybe yeah. that. Yeah, I look forward that. to that. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So great to hear from Barry and the insight about the move and what happened um, around the club on the day that Hinch has left. But I thought it'd be interesting. Well, I did because the guys here didn't even know you were coming into a second ago. But I thought it'd be interesting to hear from Jack, who's head of media, Jack Williams. Firstly, you've been on Rebel Yell as Pete's co-commentator. Well, kind of had a mic shoved in your face when you're trying to tweet officially about the club. But <laughs> Hold on. It, it, you, know, you know the little table I had made, for, especially for me to commentate from? Well, he found it was easier to do his work from there. But by default, He's standing next to me. So what What am I going to do? Well, I think you should get a COVID-style um, separator board or something like that. So you keep yours official club side. Um, but welcome to the Rebel Yard podcast. Obviously, um, we've known you quite a few months now to help sort things out. But nice to get you on. Um, just give us a little bit of background about yourself first, like how you came into the role and, you know, what, because you're not from around these areas, are you? You're not <laughs> no, at all. Not. I don't know if you can tell by the accent. <laughs> I, I feel like... I've, uh, a lot of people have told me that I don't really have much of an accent. I think I've learned to sort of hide it. Is it when well. you have a few beers? It's yeah, like an it end does, of season party. That's <laughs> what you're hearing. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you're yeah, hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I sort of, the, the, the media officer role came about um, last season on a voluntary basis. Uh, and I was going into my third year of uni at 
University of Chichester. Um, and my course leader, Ian Warden, actually knows Matt Axel quite well. Okay. Um, put us in touch, sort of said this would be a perfect opportunity for you to do as your third year placement. And I was like, yeah, great. Sounds, sounds amazing. Not, you don't really get to work with the National League South Club and a, a club that size. And yeah, spent last season volunteering in the media officer role. The, uh, the permanent position came available in September. I'd gone back. Um, so I spent the last three summers working with Glamorgan Cricket back in Cardiff, which not quite home, but, um, Wales, that is, is my background come from a, ta- a village close to Swansea called Sangenech. Challenge for, challenge the Welsh for comes re- out, the Welsh comes out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> challenge for you to repeat that one. Um, but yeah, the, the position came available in, in September, well, in, I think it might have been August and I was able to start in September. Um, and yeah, haven't looked back, haven't looked back really. It's been, um, everything and more of what I wanted to do, wanted to sort of achieve. And yeah, it keeps throwing challenges. Yeah. At me. I was going to say, I know, I know you, I know you, I know you're going to say you enjoy the role because your boss is sitting in the room right now, really. <laughs> so he's not exactly going to say it's horrible, but you know, you've come into a steady club as you thought with steady management, you know, a club that's on the up. Did you think that sort of six months into the role, you'd be sort of, putting out stories, putting out things that are probably the biggest that you're going to have in your career in the short term is, is media role. Oh, absolutely not. I no. mean, you, you look at Worthing as a club, you look at how stable it is, how well it's run from top to bottom. And Adam Hinchwood was sort of the, the top of that sort of, you look at Worthing, you look at Hinch and how loyal he'd been. And yeah, I, I certainly, even up until the start of this week, I wasn't expecting to have so, the week yeah. that, it turned out to yeah, be. Yeah, so obviously we, this is why I wanted to ask like from a media officer point of view, head of media at the club. We started, as we said already on the podcast, we started getting the rumours, betting agents, betting sites on Monday that sort of Adam's odds have gone ridiculously. What Was it high or low, would you say? What, what was it? It was one to eight on. Yeah, which is, eight, yeah. so very... Eight on to win one. Yeah, yeah. so you know, low odds then. Low odds, yeah, so more of a chance. I'm not a better man, as you can tell. It's just the old Acker here and there. But um, so the rumour started, and obviously I know things like that wouldn't be necessarily put straight to the media part of the club. What when what was the first you heard about this? Like, what did you start getting texts from people saying, "What's going on here?" Or like, did when did the club start involving you and stuff like that? It was exactly that. I mean, I saw the the rumours on Monday evening. Yeah, because um, I'd say you're not in any of the sort of worm supporters chats or anything like that. No, are you? No, 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 completely separate from that. Yeah. So I saw the the first thing I saw was one just very random tweet saying. Is it true that Elphick and, and Hinshelwood are leaving to go to Was York? that sent to the official it was, club it one? It was added at Worthing FC and I was just going through the notifications, obviously ready to announce the uh, Jack Spong transfer on Monday <laughs> evening. Yeah. That, uh, Jack who, <laughs> sorry? Yeah, that's kind of gone out the window. Yeah, yeah. so um, it was a very bizarre tweet at that time because there was no mention of it at And what all. time was that sort of? It was, well... Early evening-ish? Yeah, about six o'clock and then... As the evening went on, I saw more and more rumours, and that was as much as I knew about it. Um, Nath got in touch and said to organise an interview with Hinch, which was the first sort of warning sign. Um, but was and, that any different from any normal Tuesday? Or do you not? Yeah, you don't really normally, interview on a yeah, Tuesday, do so you? We yeah. normally, we normally, Hayden normally comes down and does the Thursday interview. Yeah. Um, so it was obviously like a, a little sort of warning sign. It could have been about anything. And that was on the Monday night. It, it was, uh, yes. Yeah. And then uh, Thursday morning, uh, sorry, Tuesday morning came into work and uh, had a chat with Keith who explained what was going on. And then 
I basically just had to switch my phone off not to reply to yeah. anyone because I did, was getting he messages. Did, he did send a message literally <laughs> as soon as I know. Sorry, mate. I know you could, you probably understand. I couldn't say anything. I was like, of course, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah same exactly, here. Yeah, not that I expected no, I, you to. I was say asking anything. him about the Dartford thing as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so why is he ignoring me? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so that was so. So you knew Monday, uh, Tuesday morning when you came into work. That was that when the deal had been done, signed, delivered, and you had to then sort of keep it as sort of to a not, download to yeah, the official not, release not quite all done yeah. that's why it, yeah. it ended up waiting until whatever time it was yeah. in the end but um, it was pretty much confirmed and we were preparing the press release and yeah. obviously interviews then so um, I had to get Hayden Hayden down so he was probably next to, to know and Axe helped me with the press release so, so what was the sort of timeline throughout the day then so you got into work you've been briefed <clears> by Keith then then what because obviously you didn't get released till six o'clock was it I think in the end yeah do you know what it was a it was a bit of a waiting game really so we had the press release from Barry and Keith and Nath who had worked on it initially um and then that was sent to me when they were happy with it um then I sort of was uh, I got in contact with Kai uh, the media officer at York um to sort of discuss when we'd like to go with it the initial plan was to go 7 p.m um, but we were thinking that like, obviously the news was getting out there. There was a leak from, from, I think it was from up north that he was sort of joining them. Um, yeah, there was a guy in the know apparently on one of their forums. Yeah. yeah it was a reporter, wasn't he? Up, up in York. And he, it basically, it basically said it's a done deal. And yeah. And apparently it's very reliable. <laughs> and you, what he says goes is generally true. So yeah, it was, we knew it. <laughs> Pete O'Rourke or something, wasn't it? Or something. Yeah, yeah he, he's I, very good with football scoops. Yeah, he yeah, seems, seems to get a lot right, yeah. to be fair. So, um, yeah, once once the news was out there, we were sort of thinking, can we bring this forward? Um, but obviously, we were waiting for the last final bits of paperwork to be completed. We couldn't really jump the gun on that because if it was going to take a U-turn, it would have made both both clubs look a little bit silly. So it was um, just a case of waiting until that was all done. Um, I had taken a look at the press release and... We, me and Barry went back and forth just right up until the 6 p.m. announcement, um, making making sure it was right, mm. getting everything we wanted to in there. And uh, yeah, pretty pleased with how that statement was received. And mm. then Hayden did a fantastic job with the interviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Hinchelwood one in particular mm-hmm. was, was spot on. And I think he really nailed it from what we mm. wanted to get out of that and what we got out of Hinch as well uh, a final goodbye sort of thing it was perfect yeah. and I'm sure it touched a lot of the supporters as well it did now obviously you you can call yourself a fan of the club now you work here you watch the game you obviously you're going to be invested in it personally on a personal level what did you think about the whole thing when it was you shocked as all of us sort Absolutely. of thing like that yeah yeah I it was yeah I, moved that I don't think anyone would have seen coming um, yeah it was just a massive shock and it, and then Obviously, from my point of view, it was sort of about thinking, right, what do I need to do in my position now? What do I need to get prepared? Um, so, yeah, it was just as much shock as anyone, really, yeah. at the news. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we I still think talk about it. Still, we are still shocked it's happened. But um, how was how was it like off the camera? Obviously, we saw the interview. How was it left with Hinch Like when he walked out of Woodside Road for the last time, was it almost like... Bye, friend. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that is was. sort of like, was um, it a bit weird seeing it? Yeah, it was. So that they all came in. Um, they, the initial plan was obviously to announce at seven o'clock so that they could speak to the players at the same time. But obviously, the news had got out, so we brought the announcement forward as close as sort of as far as we could to six o'clock. Um, and yeah, Hinch, Cam, and, and Gaz all came in. Um, I was in the 
in the park at the time when they came in to sort of do their final chat with the players to explain their decision and, and what was happening. And yeah, Hinch, all three of them, to be fair, just were really, it seemed like an emotional, it was. Did they seem like emotional, choked yeah, up? Absolutely. Like, could you see like probably raw emotion as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, and what about the players as well? Obviously, that's something we don't see as fans. That obviously was a private thing. Obviously, I know you're not going to go into detail, but obviously players would have been they were probably whatsapp groups and stuff throughout like what what was the players overall reaction was it genuine shock at first or they obviously sunk in and they were just quite upset or you know he wants, I, to, he wants to know who cried <laughs> yeah, who cried was it mr pierce <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be too too sure to be yeah. honest i just saw that um sort of a few of the players embrace in hugs and yeah, yeah. like sort of chats with hinch as they were leaving so the plan was they basically chatted in front of them and then as they left the bar, they, they sort of said their final goodbyes, and um, yeah, it was it was just an emotional yeah. sort of evening, really. It was like you you'd never really prepare yourself to be in that sort of situation at all. So yeah, yeah, um, just yeah, I was sort of <laughs> just in shock all day, really. And now he's got to deal with Buddy all the time, now, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've been briefed on Buddy. <laughs> you know, he won't be as scary as Hinch when you've lost Pete, will he? Like if you ever have to do the interview, don't worry about that when you've lost. But um, you're looking forward to sort of a new chapter, sort of seeing something new happening. You know, obviously the fans know the players very well uh, have taken over. Yeah. Um, what are your first thoughts? Um, just excitement, really. Yeah. Um, I think Nath has done brilliantly to get those two, uh, those three, sorry, in on such a quick turnaround. I think everyone involved in that process has, has done a brilliant job because they're three men that will take it from where it's been left off. Yeah. I mean, Aaron obviously will has been part of it and will know it better than anyone and, and buddy similar um and then dean seems from first impressions seems a fantastic coach and a fantastic person at that so i yeah. think that the club is in very good hands mm-hmm. and um yeah that from a playing point of view i'm i'm sure it'll be much the same i'm glad you confirmed that because we thought we talked about it obviously and we had the same idea but i'm glad somebody else thinks the same as us yeah yeah there we go well jack i'm sure you're looking forward to saturday sitting next to pete as his co-commentator as he like calls you now is it i might have to hide it <laughs> he's not officially commentating on saturday that's to say to, take that yeah, he's we'll not officially commentating it might pete might be back in the crowd again <laughs> doing his usual um but it'd be interesting to see thanks for joining us and welcome to rebel podcast and um no more surprises like that this season no, please yeah the only time we'll maybe have you if we lift in that playoff title eh baron <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks mate cheers me. thank you this is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Rebel Yell Podcast, episode 7. Quite an eventful one. Dino, thanks for joining us. Um, no problem. Looking forward to hearing some new songs on Saturday. You've got the pressures on now, mate. Pressures yeah. on. Put You've got to be out, as memorable you? as the last Hinch ones. And you've got to tell anyone off for trying to sing any Hinch ones by mistake. It's all about Aaron now, you know. I, I bet it happens. Yeah, well, of course so, it will happen. By mistake. Someone will start it and then be like, hang on a second. Um... But yeah, get down to Dartford on um, Saturday. We've still got ones up to Dartford, I say, across <laughs> across and up. Do enjoy it. Get behind the boys. And if you're going to um, Chelmsford on Monday, it's a Monday night away game, which is unusual for us, isn't it? But it's, um, a, big one, it's a big one. That is, a, as you said, that is a big one. That's uh, for the promotion race. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much. Pete, welcome back. He's, he's gone already. He's gone already. <laughs> see, 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 see you in a few months' time. See, uh, listen to him on RebelYell.live. Read his latest blog, Pete's Pulpit. He's got his latest blog out. Very articulate. I think you should take it up as a profession, Pete. Well, you know, yeah, one, one day someone yeah, might yeah, me up. Can't his ego anymore, can I? You know, like that. But um, listen to the Rebel Yell podcast on all major podcast providers. Thanks to MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical. 
and also for the away travel, Box Direct. So get on your coaches, Rebel Yell WFCSA on Twitter, social media, X, whatever it's called. And um, I guess we'll see you around at the games and up the Rebels and not up the Hinch anymore. Who is it now, Pete? It's a bit of a mouthful now. Up the Aaron. <laughs> uh, no, really, I need to stop now. Sounds I say, like yeah, no, not up the river, Aaron. That's, no, up the Aaron. No, the yeah. river Aaron. Go, up the, get, up behind, the Aaron. get behind Aaron, <laughs> Buddy, and Dean this weekend, and we'll see you around. Thanks for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.